I'm starting to feel the pressure of being a podcast host of having to come up with something interesting to talk about every week. I know it's something new and fascinating. I mean, forget it. The fascinating and interesting things in my life runs out fast. (laughs) But so you're doing we're doing Murph. (laughs) Yep. We're doing Murph. Murph? Well, you're doing we're doing. You said we're. That the first year, you, the first right? year we're oh. doing, yeah, I was speaking like in past oh, tense. Oh, so past tense we're doing. doing I Murph. thought maybe you were. No, I wore my Murph shirt last doing night. If I do it Monday, I'll do half Murph. Okay. I'll do 50, yeah. 100, 150. I will not do 100, 200, 300. Sure. No, that's great. There's just no There's way. no wrong way to do Murph. But. It's, the only wrong way to do Murph is not doing it. But Darren. it's caused me reflection that, I mean, so the way the first year of CrossFit went in my life was that I had not worked out in 10, 15 years, basically. <laughs> and I mean, other than I was a mailman, so I walked 10 miles a day. So sure. I walked a lot. You were in better shape than most, than well, a but, lot of people. But as far as doing any strength work, right? I, I mean, I couldn't do a strict pull-up. You had I mean, done 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 air squats? In my in lifetime. Life? <laughs> Not <laughs> total, right? Cumulative my life. Yeah, exactly. Maybe by that point, because you've like, been doing CrossFit no. for a few months. So we, we started in January. Memorial Day. We did we st- it on Memorial Day. We I know. We started but, in January. Yeah. But we started CrossFit in January in your little gym, and I think I went twice a week. I have pretty much always been a twice-a-weeker, sure. maybe three times. Maybe yeah. three times. So we had some pull-ups in there. But then you decided to do this Murph thing, and we all decide to show up, and it's a rainy, crappy day, <laughs> and I run a mile. Jeremy Pruitt is there for, like, he kind of shows up, whatever reason. Run the mile, and then I somehow get through. And now, it was your gym. Your pull-up bar was just the height of, like, your When your you say my door, gym, you're talking about door. garage. Yes. <laughs> your, your, I went to say your garage pull-up bar was basically, it wasn't very tall. No. And so I did jumping pull-ups. Sure. I came down every time and would jump and grab the bar and, and just get as high as I can on the jump. Yeah. But I did 100 of those, 200 push-ups and 300 air squats. And then Jeremy Pruitt, <laughs> I, like, walked the last mile, like, basically. last half mile I walked. But I did it. Did he come run it with you or something? The last mile, yeah. He'd yeah. been done for a long time. He was sitting around waiting, so he went with me to try to encourage me. I'm like, leave sure. me alone. <laughs> Let me suffer. Let me die out here in the rain. <laughs> but but in hindsight, there's no... I wouldn't attempt that today at all. <laughs> I mean, I just... I did a workout. We worked what out... What does that mean? We worked out Tuesday, and it was... It was like four three-minute AMRAPs of seven pull-ups, seven box jump-overs, and seven hang cleans. You know, sounds fun. It was fun. But, I mean, you know, so you get through two, maybe two and a half rounds, you know, each. So sure. it was 14 or 21 pull-ups. My hands are dying. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I just, it's a lot. I wonder how your hands did that day on Murph. I don't don't remember Terry. I don't yeah. remember Terry or anything. We were tougher back then. I, is that what I it is? I feel like we were tougher in the garage days. I don't know. Sometimes I I even in working out these days, I'm like, 
I'm not as tough as I used to be. <sighs> I suppose. But well, I am I older. Oh, well, I think what it is is we didn't know any better. Just, you know, like a lot of things in life, we do things and we just well, I just kind of thought you just kept going. I'm sure it took me an hour and a half. I mean, it wasn't like I did it at some I don't think it was an hour and a half. Oh, it was definitely over an hour. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm going to say a little over an hour probably. Uh, I think I think mine it was a long time. It was a long time. But yeah, I don't know. I suppose this might be an element of I am just flat out a lot older. Yeah. How many years ago was that? That then? was it's going to be 8 years ago. More than well, that. no, well, oh, no, that's right. Joel's yeah, in eight. 2021, January 2021, it was exactly eight years because January 2013. Yeah, that's right. Joel, is started. He was just. We'll have to definitely have a celebration when it's ten years. So that'll be the grand reopening of the MC in Mount Air. That's a goal. Ten years. <laughs> ten year mark. We're gonna do a grand reopening <laughs> in nice. Darren's garage. No, uh, that's not going to happen. Somewhere, no. <laughs> there's enough old buildings in this town, I'm they telling are. you. They are. We they could are. probably buy one for $5,000. Real estate right now is crazy, Chris. Come on now. Places it is. Are, oh, my gosh. Is the real places. estate price is rocketing, skyrocketing around Mount Air. That's actually not a joke. They really are. Really? <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe in a couple of years, they'll go back down. Oh, yeah. You should have bought your <laughs> Those apartment. Those same buildings that are sky high right now will still be on the market. <laughs> yes. So you should have you should have bought that apartment a long time ago from Dave, and you could have you really would be sitting on a major investment at this point. But He's offered me a few times. I know yeah. you should you should have jumped on it. So anyway, this is uh, this is uh, listen to our, us reminisce with uh, Chris <laughs> and Darren. No, this is the Junto Club podcast. Uh, I'm here with my co-host. Chris Duster. Welcome. And I am Darren Dolacek, and nice to have you with us. Yeah, it's Murph Week, everyone. Who's doing Murph <laughs> besides Darren and I? And if you don't, if you aren't a CrossFitter, I don't know how you got a hold of us, but Murph is what? Murph is a hero wad, they call it in CrossFit, workout of the day, hero wad, that's in memory of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. There's a movie about him, and it was his favorite workout. He called it body armor, and he wore a 20-pound, uh, what would they call that, that he wore? Was Flag it just jacket a weighted or just a vest? vest? I, mean, I don't know. Some, yeah. 20 pounds, and he did it straight through. The workout is run one mile, then 100 pull-ups, then 200 push-ups, then 300 squats, then run another mile. Ouch. And I just watched a cool piece about it, though. We're going to have people of all different ages and abilities and teams yeah, sure. doing it sure. on Saturday at TYL in Creston. So come on out and join us if you want to do that and honor your favorite veteran that lost their life in the line of duty. But um, anyway, yeah, it's it's about honoring Murph. And it was a tradition that started... I read a cool article that started way back maybe 2008 or something mm -hmm. in CrossFit gyms. And so worldwide, yeah. CrossFit gyms this weekend yeah. will be doing this workout. And yes, I mean, if you're familiar with those movements, you know that workout seems pretty intense and long. So 
unlike Darren and I back in the day, like a few months into CrossFit, did we did the whole thing. <laughs> stupidly? Um, now we recommend folks that have this is their first time maybe doing it or maybe we have some p families every year that come out and do it like yeah. not really even try to work out having having a good been time doing fitness much right but they do it. we've had families of four do right it as a team sure and they're just kind of all working at the same time and they yeah. run together maybe run one 400 meter or a couple yeah laps and it's all about just a fun event and about the reason behind it sure which is honoring murph and the spirit of that was murph the first hero wad i don't think he probably was was it <clears throat> do you know the history of hero wads even uh, i know i've read through them and they have a long list in crossfit say, yeah. of course of hero wads and they add to them every year right uh i want to say he might have been unofficially the first hero wad like i don't think first hero when they started doing it yes so sure. really i mean if it wasn't recognized by us did it even exist <laughs> at that point until we basically exactly. recognized it as an official hero wad yeah have you ever done it straight through i the right have way? one year with a vest i did it all the way straight through and i will probably do that this year 100 straight pull-ups again and, yeah. yeah and 200 push-ups and that sounds brutal yeah, it's interesting because out of all the versions I've done, like I've done it every different way. You can partition the movements in the middle. Most people do 20 rounds of Cindy in the middle, right? right? right. 5, 10, 15. 5, 10, 15, 20 times. 5 right. pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. That'll get you 100, 200, and 300, and then you run your mile on either end, on both ends. But, yeah, I've done it all those different ways with a, without a vest the first few years, and then... yeah. More people started wearing a vest, so of course I thought I needed to. But um, but last year was the first year I actually did a partner version. Tanner and I just partnered up and did That was fun. But no, the year before when I did it straight through with a vest, which I'm going to do it that way this year, and I'll tell you why, is because I thought it was the You're easiest cool. version I did. <laughs> really? Yes, because... You took one, breaks. Well, and... 100 pull-ups... It's not like you can just fly and them. not you, you just you have to physically take breaks because right. your pull up muscles wear out. Sure. And then the two hundred push ups, I am push ups is probably one of my strongest movements in CrossFit, but even two hundred in a row, you know, you're, no. I'm down to like sets of two or three yes. and then like a ten second rest in between them after a while. Right. And so cardiovascular wise, it's, it's not nearly as challenging. I suppose, yeah. It I just see isn't. That. And then the squats get a little bit challenging. I mean, because it's 300 in a row. But, it is a lot. <laughs> but you can do a little bit bigger sets. And then, of course, that last mile run is brutal. Probably more brutal than normal just because you did 300 <laughs> squats. Yes. But I just told myself I was going to, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Take it slow and survive it that year. And when you do this. I enjoyed it more. Yeah. When you do the Cindy rounds, you pretty much are just going as hard as you can. Yes. I mean, because you can always figure, well, I can do five more pull-ups. I can do five more pull-ups. And you're kind of giving your arms a break on the squats. And Absolutely. So, yeah, you just kind of keep Yeah, there were years when I, when I was doing Cindy rounds in the middle where I could do them all unbroken. One year I even did tw 10, 20, 30 for a few rounds in the beginning. Yeah, I've seen When that. my capacity was a little bit. Yeah higher yeah. and those years were brutal 
those were way harder because I mean I did all that work you know less yeah sure less time yeah you know under so 40 minutes rest. and we'll have some people that are you know they're vying for that best time ever ouch you know or the best time in the gym and that's you're not going for that's that. not me anymore ah, okay all I right. like it's so much easier it's just <laughs> I'm enjoying it so much more not having that pressure Even I was talking stuff. to some other crossfitters this week about that uh-huh. that they they are still you know uh-huh. it hurts to push yourself hard enough to try to get in the top all the time. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just looking forward to, you know, seeing everybody out there and being a good host and doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Which is what? Honoring Murph. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Because, well, yeah, the video I watched, I loved it. It just said, you know, are you doing Murph the right way? Because, and his point was, Ben Dulowitzki, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Wad Prep is his company. Oh, yeah, sure. But I just loved how he kind of sucked you in, and then, you know, his point was that there'll be people that will say, oh, unless you do it straight through with the vest, you're not doing it the real way. Right. Or unless, you know, you do the whole thing, it's not, right. doesn't count, or you know, yeah. but partner it up, do half of it, do a fourth of it, whatever. Sure. It's all doing it the right way. And it, and it, I mean the right way or the, the right, you know, reason is to sure honor this man that sure. So the RRX way to do Murph is to do it in honor of Murph, not a certain way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's, you know, it is so it's interesting because as we get older and like even just as you're reflecting, you're no longer going for your best time at Murph. You're going for, well, I mean, yes, to do it. But I mean, you're also just, I suppose, as you're morphing your your fitness goals, they are are what? I mean, just to, I mean, you, you've changed what prescription is for you what rx is for you and it isn't necessarily to go <laughs> fire breather every time i assume All right it is at some level uh what just just to stay fit and stay fit for regular life and yeah <clears throat> which is in things outside the gym which yeah that is a change for me and for a lot that is a huge i think part of the crossfit methodology was functional fitness Originally, I mean, we got we got into the games and whatever, and that's fun. But I was never going to be a games contender. Like my honest, the sell for me was being able to keep up with your kids as they get older. Yeah. Instead of becoming, you know, well, I won't, I won't, I won't shame any other (laughs) dad bods. But (laughs) you know that it was it was, but it changed the um. The, the mission or the heartbeat, the motive behind it really does have huge implications in how you do the workout and such like. Absolutely. So. Yeah, just you talking about it has me reflecting a little bit on my CrossFit journey and just how important I thought it was to be, you know, doing it at, at a competitive level right. for a while. But I think that that's – I think that that has – as much to do with 
not my evolution as a CrossFit athlete, but my evolution as a human being. Mm -hmm. Because that competing in CrossFit at one point was arguably my highest priority in life. Which right. is, looking back, I'm like, that was some wasted energy at times, you know, if I'm focusing on that more than my family or, and here, here was a turning point for me, Darren, is that I found myself like playing basketball with my sons and my shoulders were so wrecked mm -hmm. from doing lots of workouts and thinking I needed to do extra training uh -huh. To keep up with the other 44-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, this is defeating the purpose. I can't play basketball on a Saturday right. very good. I can't shoot a basket as good anymore because my shoulders are wrecked from doing all those pull-ups or yeah. doing two workouts yesterday. Right. And that was when I was like, okay. So you had... Because I do feel the true, the like you said, the ultimate you know, gift of CrossFit is that... We're healthy enough and, you know, we're strong enough. We can go do other things outside of the gym, whatever we want, whenever we want, pretty much. Like, I could be like, all right, let's go to Colorado and go hike 10 miles in the mountains. Right. And I can do that. Sure, right. I, I probably, the altitude might mess with me, but <laughs> I can go do something like that. Right. And I've talked with people that start are starting at my gym and they're like i want to be able to go do things with my family yeah no i can't doubt. i have to not do that i have to choose not to do that sometimes right. right now because of my health right but anyway well no it's like it's um <clears throat> i think there is something on oddly in what we're discussing in competing motives and 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 really <laughs> I think uh, an insightful way to live or living sort of, you know, aware of motives is hugely beneficial of why am I actually doing what I'm doing? Yeah. And then some motive is winning out in your life. And so when you're playing basketball with you can't play basketball with your kids with wrecked shoulders, it's because a motive over enjoying time with your kids or whatever has one out. And so you have to have some sort of like enough perspective to say, okay, there's, there's competing motivations in my life and which one's going to win in the end. Yeah. It's a great point. And you know what? On the walk over here this morning, when I was thinking, I don't really know what to talk about. The thing that came to my mind that I didn't want to talk about <laughs> is coming out right now uh -huh. because Looking back at that time, not that this story doesn't pop up in my head, but the story that was driving me to think I needed to compete and train more and do better in CrossFit <clears throat> was this story of I'm not enough. Sure. That I needed to be better. Oh, yeah. And so that was the story that was driving that. Oh, yeah. And then causing, you know, causing my priorities in life to get out of whack, if you will. Right. And, but so, yeah, I mean, but still, do I, does that mean that since I've shifted to where I enjoy CrossFit more and now, now I can play basketball and golf, that was the thing too. Oh, like, right. Even with golf, I was like, my hips, I can't right. rotate them. And I'm like, is that from being old or is that because I'm overtraining in CrossFit? And right. I see now that I'm backing off that. My golf game's getting better this year. I don't know if that's a correlation, but I can golf without yeah. pain and just like, yeah. 
but but so but what i'm saying too is the reason i thought about this i am not enough story mm -hmm. that i would argue we all have in some way shape or form right but um is it still is in my life but sure. it's coming through in other ways mm -hmm. and i i like that i recognize it more yeah. hopefully right and i'm not you know like like i'm saying back then i feel like that was underneath me pushing myself so hard and i didn't even really recognize that yeah whereas this time i was journaling this morning and it was to do with the relationship i'm in right and i was not saying it's just me i believe that there's a higher power at work and and other things but i mean it did come through in my journaling that I'm like, this is that old story, Chris, that you're not enough. And that's why you're, that's why you're these anger, mm -hmm. angry slash jealous thoughts kind of right. came up to the top is because below that you're like, you're not good enough hmm. for this. And then I'm just saying, being able to recognize that when it happened yesterday shifted my whole perspective. Sure. Sure. From anger and jealousy to sure you are enough and it's okay and right. i mean i don't know what you call them i people call them hacks or tricks or whatever but i see i i <clears throat> to it, shift my perspective i used some things i've learned tools. right see and that's where see when i get into that I, i'm familiar with what you're talking about in my own life i think because i think you're i think it is a human reality but Figuring out we started out with talking about what your motives are, but then secondly whenever I get into a place of where I feel like uh, I'm failing I'm letting down I'm whatever I'm messing up and It goes into cycles of self-pity maybe or whatever I think for for me what has helpful is is recognizing that what's really going on there is an issue of pride mm -hmm. thinking that I should be something that I'm not mm-hmm and there, that that health for me is is recognizing where I'm at, and, as opposed to like so. Lots of times, you know, I think, you know, when I say I, I I'm not measuring up or I haven't done enough, is kind of I have this elevated view of myself where I should be mm -hmm. getting everything just right. I should be right. doing flawlessly. Like when it comes to CrossFit or whatever. Back in the day, it's easy to get into the mindset of when you're in a competitive mode. Um, frustrated with yourself because you're not at this level when it's been helpful to me to realize yeah and you're never gonna be like and that's because that's not that's just not where you are that's not who you are you have right. your own personal whatever limitations and it's okay to live within those and to do the best with what you with who you are and so there's just a sense in which yeah all of this is kind of <laughs> what are your motivations I mean, you, you have to understand i think why you do what you do, but then also wrestle with wrestle with the reality of who you actually are and and being okay with that sure. and it's in all of its limitations. And it comes down to humility, I think, in some ways. Absolutely. Of just like, yeah, I I did mess this up. I am a letdown, whatever. But this is just kind of you know <laughs> not not in a beat up way, but like right. a, an honest facing of, you know what, I'm not going to make the games because that isn't who I am, right. and that's okay. And then go forward from there Does that yeah. make sense oh absolutely yeah i love it it's a great point 
And yeah, I mean, well, when you say I'm not going to go to the games, I mean, yeah, that literally was. Right. I mean, it was a goal or I don't know if it was a goal, but I saw my ranking going up every year and I'm just thinking, well, maybe I could just, you know, if I keep working hard, I'll just keep moving up and I'll get into that top 200 or whatever. But um, part of part of part of getting older is realizing that, like. I mean, it's you know, you look at what my wife was. We're cleaning out our back office because I bu- I buy. I mean, people think I read a lot of books, which I do. But what I really do is I buy a lot of books. You know, I'm really good at buying. You them. and I are so gone. <laughs> you should see my dresser in my bedroom. How many books there's? Oh, it's, on it's, it. it's 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 ridiculous. But I have a few that. Uh, and so she's in there, and she's like, "We got to get rid of some of these books. You know, we can't just have all of these books." And so I'm going through, and there's, and I'm just you know, like you. I'm not that old yet, but I mean, you do realize you're not going to get everything read like in mm. your life. You have to just pick a few things. Right. And that's just just a recognition of your own limitations is very important in a life. And I it's just one area I'm like, gosh, this is I, I hate this. But yeah, I mean, really, I'm never going to get not good enough to, to read all those books. I, you're not fast I, enough reader. <laughs> I'm not fast enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the time. Many limitations, but. So I think what would be our closing from from this, I mean, rambling through Murph or whatever, it does seem like um, trying to understand why it is you're doing that you're doing and be ref- be reflective enough to not just let uh, habits or whatever the the um, the momentum that you're in control why you do what you do. But yeah. try to, uh, you know, assess why am I doing this? And if there's competing yeah. motives. Maybe you got to drop some things or back off on some things so that what really matters can come to the front and yeah, recognize your limitations. Your best is good enough, always. And, yeah, for me, I guess it's just if I'm doing something and striving towards something, have a good relationship with why. Sure. Right? And, you know, yep. like, Sure, if I wanted to re reassume that quest towards the CrossFit Games. <laughs> Why? You know, do <laughs> it because... Sure. Not, don't do it because I don't think I'm enough and that I need to do that to, to prove, prove to myself or sure. other people. Sure. Do it because, you know, I want to enjoy the journey and I right. and I want to push my limits of my body again or I don't know, find a, find a better why. Sure. But... Anyway, cool. well, thanks, Chris. Thanks we'll for see you at Murph, uh, everybody. Yeah, post those. Uh, don't forget to post your Murph times <laughs> with your twenty-pound vest and all that crazy stuff. But yeah, if you want, if if it's if it fits within the parameters of your why, then enjoy right. enjoy your Murph workout. Thanks for checking out this episode of Junto Club, and uh, we will until next time. Keep, keep clubbing. clubbing.